Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bakken Community, we feature the Lewis and Clark Fort Mandan Foundation. For this feature, we interview the President David Borlaug. This Bakken Community segment is sponsored by MBI Energy Services. Cutting edge and oil field safety solutions. That's MBI Energy Services. Once again, this Bakken Community segment is sponsored by MBI Energy Services. Cutting edge and oil field safety solutions. MBI Energy Services. And now back to our interview with the Lewis and Clark Fort Mandan President, David Borlaug. And it doesn't really matter where I go. David Borlaug, Lewis and Clark Fort Mandan Foundation. Well, let's start off by letting everybody know what exactly that is. Well, the Lewis and Clark Foundation at Washburn, we have the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center and Fort Mandan, right on U.S. Highway 83, just 40 minutes north of Bismarck, an hour south of Minot, on the edge of the Bakken. And we tell a, a great American story, but a uniquely North Dakota story of Lewis and Clark, their time at Fort Mandan, Thomas Jefferson, the American Indians, agriculture. We tell a lot of great stories. That's right on the edge of the Bakken, isn't it? Well, you know, McLean County's got a, a number of wells in it. Uh, I think the closest well is about an hour away. It's creeping ever closer. But, uh, you know, we're an hour from Minot, 40 minutes from Bismarck. We're very convenient on U.S. Highway 83. And very uniquely, we, we're probably the only nonprofit organization in America that operates an official DOT rest area. And so we have a lot of Bakken-bound trucks in our parking lot 24 hours a day. So we're providing that service, too. How long have you been uh, in North Dakota? I'm born and raised my whole life, publishing business prior to uh, forming this foundation and then becoming its full-time president uh, when I retired from the publishing business back in 1999. So I have seen an incredible transformation of North Dakota over that period of time, absolutely. Uh, care to name a few things that might stick out as far as the um, evolutionary milestones that have happened here in North Dakota? You know, in where I live, at Washburn, we were a dying community in the mid-1970s when I graduated from high school, and two incredible things happened. First, agriculture started to turn for the positive at that time, grain deals with Russia and China and so forth, but also coal development came to coal country in North Dakota. Power plants were built, the gasification plant. That saved a town like Washburn. It saved a lot of communities in coal country. Now here we are with the Bakken exploding. It's just a phenomenal experience. And what I particularly appreciate is the fact that so much of this ha is happening in a, you know, for lack of a better term, the hard scrabble part of agriculture in North Dakota. The people, the ranchers who've been making a living in Northwestern North Dakota, they've been eking it out for generations. Now it's a whole new experience up there, and you really got to, to appreciate the fact that some people that toughed it out over multiple generations are now reaping great benefits. Uh, how's Washburn doing with the growth? Interestingly enough, we're, we're, I think we're stable and mildly growing. We have not seen an explosion. Apartment buildings tend to be full. And uh, in fact, uh, our biggest apartment complex is part of Bakken housing. Uh, it hasn't really been overwhelming 
yet. We, we, we can see that coming. Uh, you don't have to go very far north of us and communities are being overwhelmed. Washburn is a little undiscovered right now. And I think the fact that we're, we're in a perfect location on the Missouri River, close to Bismarck, close to Minot, junction of two highways, uh, that's yet to come, it is coming but uh, there's a lot of room for growth in Washburn. The mark of a successful capitalist is one who makes money and then gives back to his community. How are the successes of North Dakota trickling down to the nonprofit world, at least from your perspective? Well, that's why I'm here, trying to foster relationships with the industry and with individuals with our nonprofit foundation. We tell a great American story, and uh, we get to share it with the whole world, and from Texas to Oklahoma to Alaska, there's a great tradition of how the oil industry has benefited history, arts, and culture. We're looking for that in North Dakota. It started to happen, and we're making new friends every day in the industry. We're very blessed to have three uh, very important people from the oil industry serving on our board of directors, including our vice chair, Kathy Nesset, who's also vice president of the Petroleum Council. So we have good friends within the industry. Tonight, we'll be uh, showcasing 240-year-old guns at the uh, oil pack reception at the Ramcota. That's one example of the collaborative things we do with the industry. What are some of the exhibits you have at uh, the Lewis and Clark? We tell the story of Lewis and Clark in a broad sense, but especially their time at Fort Mandan. But we do it uniquely compared to any other Lewis and Clark related museum in the country. We do it through the eyes of Thomas Jefferson. We do it through the Age of Enlightenment. And it very much fits with, with the Bakken where it's all about discovery. We tell it from a perspective of science, the age of the Enlightenment. It's a very unique perspective, but we also do it with hundreds of actual artifacts from the era of Lewis and Clark, some of which we're bringing to Bismarck to show off. Do you find that you get some truckers that just stop by to use the bathroom and then they're like, hey, what is this place? And then they'll just maybe stop at the gift shop or maybe walk around a little bit if they have to, a little bit extra time to stretch their legs. Or maybe even, uh, you know, some guy off on a two-week vacation. Are people stopping to use the restroom and then saying, I think I'll see what's going on here? You know, we've developed a whole strategy around that. Uh, in the vernacular of the tourism trade, we talk about we have peers and payers, people that pay admission to come through, people that just use the rest area. We have capitalized on that rest area component, and we're bringing them in, and we make, we make it very clear. You don't have to pay to come in and shop and just scope us out. Absolutely. Uh, and as I mentioned, that parking lot is filled with trucks every night. A lot of them are off hours, but you're absolutely right. They, they get up in the morning and uh, wander on in, use the rest area component of our building, and come on over. And, you know, they're just as interested in, in American history and the great stories we have to tell as anybody else. And a lot of them, it's married couples that are on the road. It's an interesting mix uh, of what you see with the over-the-highway traffic. Bakken driving. What do you make about the Bakken driving? Um, it's, there, there's been investments into the roads, However, I'm still at this conference hearing um, that people are still a little bit afraid of uh, driving out in the Bakken. What are you hearing out, uh, out in Washburn? Well, what I've experienced myself in the times that I go out and just recently coming from Medora back home and we did a northerly loop just to kind of scope things out, I can tell you from my perspective it's gotten a whole lot better. 
it's still not great. And uh, what I experience is more just the, the, you know, the, the, the traffic, just the inordinate amount of it. And if you're not accustomed to that kind of driving, yeah, it's, it's, you got to keep be on your toes. But it's certainly improvements have been made. I know a billion dollars has gone into infrastructure this past year, another billion dollars headed there. Uh, we see it at Washburn because we're on US Highway 83 with all these trucks bound for the Bakken and returning. We certainly see it there, but at least US Highway 83 is holding up. That's for certain. Uh, you're a lifelong North Dakota citizen. I'd like you to put on your citizen rehat for a moment. Uh, ask you just a question about what, with the amount of uh, regulators in the news lately, good, bad, doesn't matter. What is your uh, thought about the role of a regulator in the oil and gas business? Well, I think what's going on in the Bakken very well points out the need. This is why we have government. Government has a role. And there's a place for government to accommodate, to even promote. And that concludes today's edition of Building the Bakken. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors of this program, Montana Rig Mats, Better Mats, Better Prices, MBI Energy Services, Cutting Edge in Oil Field Safety Solutions, BakkenLocator.com, the premier business directory of the Bakken with over 5,000 business listings, and the Rocky Mountain Energy and Infrastructure Summit happening August 19th through the 23rd in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. For more information on our sponsors, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors. With their help, our program can continue to inform and educate on the evolving Bakken community. From the staff at Building the Bakken, we're asking you to make it a safe and sensational day. I'm your host, Jason Spies. Thank you for listening to Building the Bakken. Now there are days when I feel lost and separated And every step I take falls on foreign ground I feel like going back to North Dakota Take a job and find a wife And finally settle down But right now I'm addicted to the motion 